0: Hi, This is Sophia and I'm Victoria and you're listening to it's all history to me Auburn's history radio hour at 7 a.m. On Wednesdays each week. We will interview a history professor with the theme of power and people let's get started Welcome to the very first episode of it's all history to me here live at 7 a.m on we 91.1 it is wednesday march 1st so happy women's history month woo yeah so exciting we get to start the show on women's history month absolutely we get to make our little bit of own women's history here in the Weagle studio because i do believe this is the first history radio hour question um, mark but i have no idea um so we so let's start off by introducing ourselves. My name's Sophia. I'm a freshman majoring in history and I'm one of the co-presidents of the History Club.
1: Hi, my name is Victoria. I'm majoring in political science and history. I'm a sophomore
0: and I'm the other co-president of the History Club. Hey. Um so this what so part of our initiative as the History Club is we want to do a lot of outreach into our community. Uh and what we want to do so part of that is we want to do a lot of like public history work and part of that is this radio hour so in the future we'll have a professor on each week um to discuss what they're what they what they do with their work and why it's important for us to study history uh we don't have a professor this week we want to get started we want to get started on our own and just have a little bit of chill relaxing thing but also explain why this is so important to us um so that's why this episode we'll just be talking about why we think it's really important to study history and why we do the public work that we do as part of the History Club, but also for, like, the historians that we'll talk to in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think our first topic is uh, current events. There's been... History's made... We think of history as a bit of a static thing, that like it's in the past, um, so nothing can really change, but I think if you put history in the news... In the search bar and look up current events, you'll find that it's been a subject of hot debate. Um, And we were just talking about that before we came on the show. But I know that one of the things that I've seen it quite a bit in recently is the AP African-American Studies course. Um, This is a new course from the College Board that it's in its its piloting piloting phase through 2004, um, which Florida Governor Ron DeSantis doesn't really like. And in January, he said that if it were to come across his desk, he would ban it um based off of a new york times article from february 9th the college board purged many of the names associated with critical race theory the queer experience and black feminism it ushered out some some politically fraught topics like like black lives matter from the formal curriculum uh, very recently some of those names included todd nahasi coates an author who has made a case for reparations as well as bell hooks whose writings have shaped discussions about race feminism in class um, the head of the college board said that those changes were not made as a response to the political pressure that uh, Florida representatives and representatives across the country have faced, as well as the public have placed across the country. Um, and they said that, like, secondary sources such as theorists and analysis, that would be bell hooks and Ta-Nehisi Coates, were being eliminated in favor of facts and lived experience. But honestly, I... When I took the AP AP courses, I do remember looking at a lot of different historians, and I would argue that part of studying the past is that you do need to look at historians because, you know, like I took APUSH, and you studied Frederick Jackson Turner and his frontier thesis, and I do think that you do need to study historians and their impact on history because they do make an impact on history. They might not be as important as some of the bigger names you're studying, but they are part of of it, and I know that part of the exam um, when I took it was that you had to compare and contrast to historians' perspectives on a different subject. Uh, That was always one of the short answer ones. Um, Back to the curriculum. Additionally, intersectionality, which they deemed part of uh, Florida or uh, conservative representatives have deemed part of critical race theory, went from being used eight times in the curriculum to only being used once and only as an optional topic for a research topic. Uh, It showed, however, a timestamp document. So, in response about the ideas that it was, there was some behind the scenes work of re, uh, different representatives contacting the college board. Uh, there was a time di- timestamp time document showing the final changes to the curriculum were made in December. So basically saying that um, there were no representatives uh, that came out and said no or like came out and made changes with the College Board, but there have been some documents showing that Florida officials have repeated contact with the College Board according to a a letter released on February 7th. Um, So basically, what seems to have come out from the curriculum is that a lot of the things that are controversial, they simply just pushed onto the research project that students will do, uh, which is interesting that they would do that. Um, I wish they would make it a mandatory part of the course personally but the good news is that teachers who are testing out this course say it's popular which is really nice because I wish I could have taken that in high school that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah absolutely and I think it's so important to have the opportunity to take a variety of different classes especially at the AP level in high school to kind of give students a taste of what the college experience could be like and what studying history on a more advanced level could be so
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, like, it's important because I know during my APUSH class, like, there was, it felt like we were teaching, like, one sort of level of history, and I think with courses like AP African American Studies, we're talking a lot more about history that's either not really been talked about, talked about as much or should be talked about more at the very least.
1: Yeah, definitely. Do you have a current event? Oh, yes. Okay. So moving on to our home state of Alabama, we've also had some uh, topics and discussion about the study of history recently. Uh, The state's divisive concepts bill passed through the Alabama House of Representatives in March of 2022. However, it did not pass through the state Senate in time to become law. The bill is planned to be presented and voted on once again during the next upcoming legislative session. And this bill bans the teaching of divisive concepts relating to race, sex, or religion in the K through 12 classroom, including suggesting an individual is responsible for acts of committed in the past. That's quote and the idea. That an individual is, quote, inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive. Although the specific term is never used, in effect, this proposed law would add to the national conversation on critical race theory by implying that Alabama state schools have taught their students American history in a way that incorrectly centralizes and prioritizes the issue of slavery, race relations, and racism. Legislation that has the potential to tamper with the American education system in a way that harms teachers' abilities to teach a complete fact-based history of our current country is a little bit uh, concerning, (laughs) but it's very interesting to talk about this topic and see what the legislators were thinking as they were passing it and whose opinions they were taking into consideration. And the fact that it's coming so close to home now for all of us here in Alabama is definitely something that we should all think about for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say across the country as well, there's been a tick uptick in book bans as well mm-hmm. um and i don't need to be a history major to tell you that historically book bans have not been very good and conservatorship is typically not very good um i know that tennessee recently banned the graphic novel moss which depends depicts the holocaust which i've never read but i've heard very good things and i think part of us saying that never again when it comes to atrocities like the holocaust means that we actually need to teach them um and with banning books is certainly not how we get there. Um, I know that I was looking at a Pen America report from April of last year, which Pen America is a free speech organization that argue that uh, tries to defend America from conservatives. And they looked at the one thousand one hundred and forty five titles that were banned recently, and one hundred and eighty four of those, one hundred and eighty four titles that they looked at covered historical topics or figures. One hundred and ten one. 111 of them focus on the protagonists of color, such as Rosa Parks and MLK Jr. Uh, some of those books looked at had Jewish and Muslim characters and religious and ethic, ethnic themes, uh, and 18 of those were, were uh, banned, and 379 books with LGBTQ plus topics and protagonists were banned, with 84 of those titles featuring transgen- transgender characters and topics. Um, additionally, back on to the... Con- educational curriculum there was a virgin virginia bill in last year which similarly to the alabama bill banned the teaching of divisive topics including racism and sexism uh, but the big kicker of the di- of the bill that really made headlines was that it described a debate between abraham lincoln and frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. um which is not what happened at all frederick Douglass. Douglas did meet Abraham Lincoln but he never debated uh he meant Stephen the, the bill was supposed to mean Stephen Douglas uh so maybe if we studied history we would write correct things on the cu- curriculum so yeah um keep an eye out on the news for history it's always there um and we need to study history in order to understand the news yeah absolutely all right, so we're going to continue our discussion of why it's important to study history with, um, art, by saying that and ultimately to, ultimately through studying history, you'll gain a better understanding of the world. Um, and just sort of start off the conversation for this topic, I'd like to start off with a uh, quote from the great American writer James Baldwin. Uh, with one of the things that has always afflicted the American reality and the American vision is this aversion to history history is not something you read about in a book history is not even the past it's the present because everybody operates whether we know it whether or not we know it out of assumptions that are produced only by uh, but only and only by our history
1: yeah that's a great quote definitely contributes a lot to our discussion and the point that everything becomes history and something that should be studied and reflected on?
0: Yeah, um, I was, the past continues, has shaped and continues to shape global, national, and local relationships between societies and people, and the only way we can really put this in perspective is through studying history, I would argue. his People have called history the source of all knowledge for a reason, and I would I would agree. I think I have a better understand the more I get into my degree and the more I read and study history, the more I'm like this is making sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And just putting everything in perspective like you're saying is such an important part of history and giving us a better understanding of the world as a whole can just be such a vital part of the history degree because without understanding where we come from, you don't really understand where we're going next so historians have that special role of getting the opportunity to share that kind of waypoint with the next generation of future people and leaders
0: yeah and I think we have a really great role here as podcast hosts to get to share to have historians come here and share that information with you guys Um, and we'll continue this discussion after our little break Woo! see you soon Hello, and welcome back to It's All History to Me, Auburn's History Radio Hour, where each week we will invite a different professor on to talk about their research and why it's important to study history. But today, it's just Victoria and I, and we're just talking about why it's important to study history as it is our first episode. And if you're just joining us, we were, we're about to continue our discussion of why studying history leads to a better understanding of the world. Yeah, yes. Hey, welcome back. All right. So we ended off with a great
1: quote before the last break. And kind of adding on to that, um, or add the point that studying history lets us uncover and tell the stories that mainstream history or memory has forgotten, (coughs) would be an important point that I think adding to our better understanding of the world Mm -hmm. connects to studying history And specifically, there are some different groups out there that are working to try and bring to light the stories that either mainstream history curriculum doesn't have time to cover or the the textbooks have not like purposely included in their books. Uh, if we all knew our history by the Zen Education Project works to quote, feature articles by teachers, journalists, and scholars that highlight inadequacies in the history textbooks published by giant corporations and too often find their way into our classrooms, end quote. <coughs> yeah, yes, so this, work that's being done kind of connects to the work that you get to do at the college level studying history, because with your opportunity to have more personalized direction on what courses you plan to take, you're able to select what like history focuses. You want to have the opportunity to look at more, and projects like this are trying to bring that to everyone that may not have access to college classes at the time. So. Just thinking about that and how when you become the your own historian, then you're better able to find the stories that you can relate to and connect to a better understanding of the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that as more people enter the history field and we continue to study it more and more, we're getting a lot more diverse voices and opinions into history who value different things. Um, and I think that's part of it because – Whether we like it or not, we're human beings who have a lot of biases uh, or just are very biased in general. Mm -hmm. And I think if you read a lot of historians, particularly older historians, it really comes into play. Um, But now we sort of are having a lot more different people within the field who are prioritizing different things or are trying to be better about their lack of bias. Um or just even sharing new stories. I know that I took a European history class last semester and that we were li- and one of our assignments was to listen to a podcast on Robert Hooke mm-hmm. who invented essentially invented the modern mi- microscope. Um, and something that really fascinated me is that like we have really not focused on studying him at all. It's pretty much been a major focus on Isaac Newton. Um, but, uh, Around the 90s, we started saying, we, people started looking into him a little bit more. And I would say he's still not quite as popular as Isaac Newton, obviously. But he's definitely taken a lot more forefront into, like, his importance within the scientific revolution as a whole. And also thinking about things, like, recently with, I would say, the coming, uh, coming out of the movie Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. We're sort of saying that, like, oh, look at all these different hidden f- histories and things like that. And saying, let's bring them into light.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and having the opportunity to see that there's more stories out there than just the ones that either your class has time or decides to cover when you become your own historian, Mm -hmm. having that power, and the work that's currently being done to bring even more stories to light is just a super great thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd say also, like, when it comes to history bringing a better understanding of the world, uh, I think part of that like putting uh different relationships into perspective is showing mm-hmm. like how complex things are. Things truly aren't black and white. When you get into studying history, I think a big part of it is having empathy and understanding that like there's most of the time nobody's inherently wrong or right. Um obviously, and we do have the mo- the judgments of like the modern era of like X is wrong and Y is wrong and things like that. But when it comes to like history, you have to understand, you have to put The context of the time into every single person's mind while like when it comes to things like slavery yes most people at the time did view it as wrong as okay and that it was considered a standard of wealth but when we look at people like Bartholomew de Casas who are actively going into going to places where slavery is common and writing about it and saying, this is wrong. We see that within, every time, within most time periods, you have people who say, this is inherently wrong and we should change it, and it encourages us in the modern era to do so as well, but also shows us that like, there, are peop- there were quote unquote good people in the, there <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think that's a great point, that it just takes a little bit of research and some time, and you can find the perspectives on everything.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of looking at the, ha- the past in a different light, I like to bring up that studying history can allow us to learn from the mistakes we made in the past. Um, I think a lot of people who talk about this tend to throw around the quote of like, those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true. <laughs> um, I say that a lot for a history major who has never learned from a single mistake she's made. Um, <laughs> but I, s- I still like to throw it around. And I do think there's a quite a bit of truth from it. Because, it al- because studying history allows us to learn from the mistakes that others have made without having to make them ourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And through studying the work of past leaders with or without titles, the students of history can definitely become inspired to work uh, within their own communities in a similar manner as the trailblazers that have had the opportunity to study and connect to as students of history. So like you're saying, connecting from mistakes, learning from them, and also finding those role models maybe that you are in need of in your life through the people that we study in history is another way to learn from mistakes but also for to just be able to connect to the past on another level
0: yeah I'd agree um going back to like how do we learn from our mistakes um this is a quote from German philosopher George Heigl. It's that the only thing we learn from history is that we learn nothing from history. And mm. Victoria, I'd like to put you on the spot and pose a question for you. Ooh, okay, okay. Do you think we learn anything from history? Ooh.
1: Ooh. I mean, I, I'd certainly like to think so, that we learn from history, having the opportunity to get put in situations for, like, Indirectly through learning about what happened before and seeing what came out of that, I think that that can totally be a way that we learn from history. Let's see, Uh, trying to think of an example. Well, everything with the civil rights movement for sure getting to study that more and look into it than seeing the tough situations that the leaders were put in as they were working to try and make changes through bus boycotts and sit-ins and the freedom riders that all of that like definitely puts into perspective the like situation of our country at the time And the amazing work that the Trailblazers had to do in order to make a change in American policy, for sure. Um, And I feel like, if nothing else, we learn that humanity has a lot of resilience from that era, and that, like, you know, the leaders and people who organized for civil rights really had to push and prove to themselves and each other the power that they could all possess when they worked together to overcome such injustice and so no matter what I feel like there's always something you can take away from history Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great great question and (laughs) very interesting quote
0: yeah um yeah, I do think at the very least, like it's interesting to study history because it's like, well, why do people behave the way they do? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to like, I guess, pick apart uh, different movements and the way and different historical figures and be like, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, uh, and I think part of you can't really do that without studying history and mm-hmm. understanding the social context that would cause people to do sort of things like that. But also, people just tend to be strange, and that tends to be very fascinating. <laughs> Um, I'd say also when it comes to learning uh, history, helping us learn from our mistakes. I think if you're looking at some uh, older historians work, uh, you can see that they tend to use some interesting language (laughs) when it comes to uh, literally anyone. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of bias comes through. And I think when you're I think I, I talked about it earlier about how part of history is you do need to look at historians and understand where your sources are coming from. Um, and I think, I don't know, when I read a lot of uh, secondary sources from my class or either um, older or newer, I do not necessarily newer as much, but I do see I do tend to find an undertone of some bias and some very unkind language. I know particularly uh, women against women um, I and also like any sort of minority as well. There tends to be a sort of like not kind language. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like you can find bias in any source that you read no matter what, where which whichever way it is. And mm-hmm. I totally agree that like a very cool additional layer of history is that you're not only studying the Content and context of the sources and the events themselves, but also you get that added layer of the content and context of the sources and the historians. So, kind of adds another layer to pick apart and analyze is not just only the events, but how the events are being retold and. I recently have been looking more into, like, the memory side of history, and I think that that's another interesting topic. And something else cool about studying history is thinking about the side of memory and the way that that's indirectly and directly history to how we record our our knowledge and pass it down.
0: Is this from Dr. Dombie's class? Yeah, yes, yes. We'll have him on later this semester, so you got to stay tuned to figure that out.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, it's so exciting. I've been really wanting to take that class.
1: Yeah, it's a great one.
0: Um, yeah, and I think going back to like solving mistakes that um, people who have studied history in the past make, I know that I'm very interested in King Henry VIII's wives, and I know that it's been in the more recent past that we've sort of looked at them uh, as sort of uh, separate from Henry himself, but also looking at the way we've feed them in the past and it's been a more recent idea that were that um particularly Anne Boleyn and Catherine Parr were not actually guilty of what they were ultimately charged of before they were executed um I think I think that's really important to say like there was a lot of um ultimately like Henry's not a very good person obviously <laughs> um and um sort of look because a lot of historians in the past sort of said like they're guilty obviously because they were immediately charged with it but it's ultimately like we'll never entirely know for sure but it's something that's like there was clearly a lot of malice and he sort of just wanted them gone from what I understand to just sort of look at that in a different light and say Mm, like maybe maybe they weren't as bad because I know that a lot of historians have taken have been very unkind to them and and their legacies
1: oh yeah very interesting
0: very interesting yeah um so on that note we're going to go to a little ad break but we'll be back um and we'll continue our discussion on why it's important to study history hello and welcome back to it's all history to me uh ninety one 91.1's radio hour a uh, history radio hour at 7 a.m on wednesdays um if you are just now joining us, uh, we are currently discussing why it's important to study history because that's sort of a theme we'll be carrying around for carrying with us for the rest of the show. But particularly, just because it's just Victoria and I today, we're just going to talk about that um, and get us prepped for our professor, which we will our first professor, which we will see not next week but the week after that. We're going to take a break, break a little break uh, <laughs> for spring break. Um, so I think the next sort of important thing about studying history that I'm going to not scratch that, uh, the next important part aspect of studying history is so that way we can understand, uh, identity in ourselves. Um, I'd like to start this off with a quote from Jose Rizal, which is no history, no self, no history, no self. And that's a difficult quote to put over the radio (laughs) because you have to see it to understand it, but Uh, It's in no history as in N-O, and then no history as in K-N-O-W. So without history, you will not have a self. And if you know your history, you will know yourself.
1: Ah, yes. Yes. I think that's a great quote. Great point.
0: Yeah. um, So getting into that, like when we talked about like having a better understanding of the world and why it is the way it is. Part of that is identity. Why, I guess when you're looking at it from like an ancient history perspective, why are we, why have humans settled in the places that they settled as they are and how has that affected our cultures and societies? But like over time, you can sort of look, uh, as you continue to study history, you can understand why uh, certain identities and cultures have founded the way they are um, or just like why certain relationships are the way that they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's such a cool element of the study of history and something that it really holds as its own against other fields of study is the power it has to connect to identity in such a deeper way than just, like, adding on to maybe someone's personal identity but really contributing to the greater identity of humanity as a whole and that without having the opportunity to study history... you can't really see as much of where we've come from as a society and as a culture and that everyone's here for a specific amount of time, but we're here because of the people that were before us. So without the study of history, you don't really get to appreciate that past work that has built up to what the future holds now.
0: Yeah, I think part of that is like we all... We've all sort of developed a sense of our collective past, um, and, like, the events in the past have made us what we are today. And, like, you've taken Civil War in American memory, Mm -hmm. so maybe you could, like, help me out with this. But sort of, like, when we all sort of go through something, or our parents, or our grandparents all go through something, that sort of changes our identities and perspectives as people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it was so interesting using the Civil War as like a case study for how that shapes American identity identities moving forward, whether they were on the winning side or the losing side, <clears throat> and how that's carried over into the present, and what we see about that now, like in the former Union states, having the identity of the victor definitely shaped memory a lot, and in the South, having the identity of the loser, at least at the beginning, that certainly shaped memory a lot because it was then placed on the backs of the people that were rebuilding the South to come up with what their identity was going to be. And the twists and turns that that path took was certainly something that's contributed to the rest of history, for sure.
0: Yeah. um, The Civil War in American memory class is a class that's taught here at auburn by dr dombey who will hear from in april i believe yeah. um so stay tuned it'll i think that'll be a really great discussion and i'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to it uh, i think part of uh understanding identity when we study the past is when um part of history is that some people in the past some people have lost their identity um <coughs> such as i would say like indigenous peoples being taken off of their native lands or placed into different schools and things like that. And so when you're able to study history, you're able to understand like why not only why things are the way they are now in those communities, but also they can people within those communities can continue to look back even further than that and embrace the identities and the culture that existed before everything I guess things got bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely
1: a interesting role to have the opportunity to be in this time period where we're working on uncovering the previously covered up stories of like you know Native Americans or the people that came before us that lived here and it's certainly an exciting like field of study as well to be thinking about being like those re-uncoverers of history and those stories that are super important to know and understand as well.
0: Yeah and it feels like um studying history you feel like a part of something so much bigger like mm-hmm. um i know recently there's been like a i don't know if you've seen it but there's been a tiktok trend where it's like uh it'll be like an older person and in and someone who's present today having essentially like a conversation and it's like oh i know i've seen one of my favorite ones is like oh what do you it's like they're uh, the modern woman is using a uh, face cream, and a Roman woman's like, "Oh, I use that too." And they're like comparing what they use, and then it's like a photo of the face cream. Have you seen this? Oh no, I haven't seen this. I don't know. I really enjoy that trend. I think it's so incredibly wholesome because it's like we really have not changed as much as like as people over time. Yeah. And I think it's just such a cute little trend of like, and I would I would agree. I do feel like when I do housework, I'm like connected to the women of the past. And to so be honest, I'm like, oh yeah. Or like I put a basket on my hip and I'm like, when will my husband return home from
1: the war? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is cool. And it's like great to think about like that point as well of history where it's like, yes, there's been evolution and continuity and change is a great, great point that I think all started back in the AP history days for <laughs> at least me thinking about history and that sense of continuity and change and the importance of understanding through history the yes we've evolved as a society and moved on and gotten more complex but we have also stayed pretty similar as uh, humanity in our you know main goals and what we want to do whether or not the context of that has looked a little bit different
0: yeah i agree i think we like we've we've changed a lot over time but i think with this we're just humans at the end of it and we're all just looking for the we've all we've all we just did the same you know we yeah. just do the same little things I think that's just such like a cute and wholesome little trend yeah I really appreciate it yeah Hmm. let's see yeah I have a quote
1: um connecting to history helping us understand our identity uh and let's see so without an understanding of history, no member of society can really appreciate the hard work of the people that have come before us to make today possible. And a quote about that is, to be ignorant of what occurred before you were born is to remain always a child. And that's by the Roman philosopher, I believe, uh, Circio. Let's see. I hope I'm saying that right. That sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Yep. He was a Roman statesman, lawyer, scholar, philosopher, and academic skeptic. Yes. So I think that that quote can definitely be relatable today because to be ignorant of what occurred before you were born is to remain always a child. You don't have the opportunity to learn from what came before. And if you're not given an opportunity to do that, then you remain always a child. You will be ignorant of the work that's been done and the progress that has been made, no matter what side of the story it's on.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to hear your perspective on it, because you're also a poli-sci major. Oh, yeah, yes. So what – so I guess sort of looking at it from that perspective, how does studying history help you study uh, political science?
1: Ooh, okay. So I guess I can – weave this into like my story of how I chose to add on history as well so for me I started off as political science and I've really been enjoying that I'm getting to see the side of like government and relations and everything but something that I felt like I was lacking was like that more personal human side of government and like its effects and I realized that the best way to get that was through history and getting the history degree as well having the chance to see more of, like, the human side of the systems that I had been studying in my political science classes. So it definitely, the two complement and enhance each other so much because with the context of political science, learning about more of, like, government-oriented history it makes more sense. But then also with the history uh, side onto political science, it definitely makes everything seem more, like, personalized I guess in a way where you have the impact of people and see that like these systems aren't stagnant they had true effect on people and that without both together you don't get like the full story of what government and politics is
0: yeah that's really great thank you for sharing yeah I would agree so I'm sorry I would agree that I think history supplements like any interdisciplinary field really well and I think we'll see that later when we invite some of our professors on them because on later because not all of them are history people um and we did that intentionally because we wanted to hear from a broad different broad uh, uh, a broad a bunch of different professors from a bunch of different fields and get their thoughts and sometimes we can get a little stuck in our little history major brains (laughs) and just think of like the past the past the past or just very much like just typical history stuff and by inviting different professors on from we have a couple different political science professors on mm-hmm. um and they'll really um so that'll really kind of mix things up make sure we're not just going on a, having a, just a little history major talk as well um yeah yeah absolutely oh and sophia i'll pose the
1: same question to Ooh. you what made you decide to pick history to study
0: oh gotta get into my backstory oh yes yes uh, Um, so I grew up really loving history. Uh, when I was like three years old, my dad and I would curl up on the couch fairly early in the morning and we would watch history documentaries as my mom would get back from her job as her night shift as a respiratory therapist. Um, and I did that a lot as a kid. And then I got into like elementary and middle school and I didn't really enjoy it as much. I didn't really see the the point of why I do it, of why it is important to study history. And I just sort of brushed it off. Uh, when I got into high school, I had a lot of really great teachers who really encouraged me to look a lot deeper into history. Um, I know that my junior year, I did a research project on a local lynching here, and it really changed my perspective and on why history is important to study. Um, and it truly changed, like, I would say it changed my brain chemistry, I'm going to be honest. Uh, huh. <laughs> be a little uh, Gen Z person on, on, the, on the air today. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that's it's important, and I, re- I realized how much I love it and how much I love to study it. And I found myself, like, every time I had to write something for class, I would spend several minutes researching the history before I would even just, like, actually look at it. Um, and I ultimately decided to pursue it um, in college. And now I'm, now I'm here, and it's, it's so exciting, because I just love, like, I think this entire episode is sort of why I ultimately study it, uh, or, like, why I think it's important to study as a whole but I think as a whole it's something that I truly just enjoy and I think it's important for other people to study so now I'm here on the radio on live on air at seven in the morning yay yeah yes that's an awesome story
1: and I totally agree like the
0: power of a
1: great teacher and a great project can totally reframe your thinking and give you the power to pursue something in the future so that's awesome yeah shout out to
0: Miss Halperin (laughs) Aw. very cool uh, or yes. most of my teachers anyway all right with that we're gonna go a little ad break and then when you when we come back we're gonna start wrapping up and sharing our final thoughts of our very first episode of this show yay oh, we're almost there guys woo woo <laughs> welcome back to it's all history to me Weagle 91.1's uh history radio hour live at 7 a.m on wednesdays or wherever podcasts are distributed if you're just joining us, uh, this is our very first episode of the History Radio Hour, um, and we're getting, sort of setting things up to have a really great end, rest of the semester on this show, but also just in the future, as we continue this show, just setting up, uh, we're talking about why it's important to study history, um, we just finished that discussion, and now we're going to talk about the future, which is something we don't really talk about much as history majors. <laughs> Um, so looking forward at our schedule on March 15th, uh, as we will skip, we'll be skipping next week because it's spring break and I will not be here. So at the very least I can't run the show. <laughs> uh, we will have Dr. Blair, who is the head of the history department here who studies women's history. We're very excited. On March 22nd, we'll have Dr. White, who is a poli sci professor here.
1: Yeah. Yes. He focuses on civil military relations. So that'll be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, on March 29th, we have Dr. Frolic.
1: Yes, he is. Um, food history is his sort of specialization. He does a lot of research with food labels, and that's going to be a super interesting talk as well.
0: Yeah. And then on April 5th, we have Dr. Brooks, um, who does a lot of research on, race, uh, on, different, on, the, on Southern history here. And she's also the head of the graduate department. Um, on April 12th, we'll have Dr. Jortner, who specializes in American religious history. On April 19th, we'll have Elvis Davis. Yes, he is a retired lieutenant colonel out of the Air Force
1: and also a political science professor. He does a lot of research in a lot of different topics that kind of connect to history and political science. So that'll be a great conversation.
0: And then on April 26th, we'll have Dr. Meyer, who specializes in aviation history, particularly how race and gender affect the access to the pilot seat. And then on May 3rd, we have a special guest that is we will not share. Um, it's very secretive. It'll be very exciting. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We tried to pick a lot of different professors in a lot of different fields to sort of get a little perspective Um wanted to throw in a couple poli-sci professors in there as well just to add some diversity and also they have I think a better understanding of how it affects the modern era which I think is it's a big goal of our podcast because we understand that a lot of people just aren't very aren't as interested in just studying history I know that I know at least when I talk to people their big complaint is like well why does this matter um so hopefully when we get the poli-sci professors on there they'll be able to be set to point and say like this is why it's important
1: yeah, yes, I agree. And having that variety of perspectives and topics and specializations should definitely keep it interesting for all of our listeners. And for our conversations here, hopefully we'll get to have some great discussions about the impact of history on the past,
0: the future and the present. Yeah, yes. Yes. And an important note, this season, the- this season's theme is people and powers. So all of these uh guests that we will have on will relate what they talk about uh to our theme of power and people um and I'm really excited for that because I think that's a really good uh topic of conversation uh or like important thing to study in history is different power dynamics and I think we can there's a lot of different discussion that can come out of that and I'm excited
1: yeah absolutely it's such a multifaceted topic and has so many great like perspectives that people can bring so I think that it'll it'll be awesome
0: yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. So yeah. tune back in March 15th if you're going to listen to us live. Um, if not, that's okay. Um, you'll see it on the podcast or wherever podcasts are just distributed afterwards. Um, yeah, so wrapping it up here at 7.49 a.m. on Wednesday, March 1st. Uh, and if you're w- awake at this hour, I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> But I'm glad you were able to tune in.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Um, before we finish, I want to start off with some thank yous. Uh, we want to thank Weagle, uh, the radio- Auburn University radio station, for letting us have an hour of your time. And we know we're competing with a lot of fantastic DJs and podcast hosts, and we're glad we can be a part of the diversity that you provide here and huh. be a part of this wonderful history. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank my mom and dad, who have obviously fostered my love of history, as I spoke about earlier, but continue to... Uh, encourage me to do what I do today and I truly wouldn't be them be here today without them and I know you're listening so thank you for listening. <laughs>
1: yeah same here also want to thank my mom and dad as well for all of the insight they've given me and their perspectives and love of history as well that they've passed on to me shared with me throughout my life leading up to this point and beyond yes and I know that they're probably going to listen to the podcast version so we'll look forward to your response with that.
0: Yeah, um, as well, we want to thank the History Department um, as as co-presidents. We work a lot with them, and we're always so incredibly grateful for their support of what we do. And a lot of the professors we'll have on here are part of the History Department, so we want to thank you guys for supporting our work, particularly Dr. Blair, the head of the History Department, who has been so incredibly supportive, as well as our faculty advisor, Dr. Schultz. Thank you guys for what you do. We really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you for all your support and encouragement, and the work that you've put
0: in to make this possible for us. Yes, we couldn't; it wouldn't be possible to do this without you guys, uh, not only as professors but also as just general supportive supporters of us, our little history nerd selves, being in here at <laughs> seven in the morning. Woo! Um, and then, lastly, we want to thank you, the listeners. Um, whether you're listening to this live um, at seven in the morning or on your own time as a podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in. We really, we greatly appreciate it. Um, We it makes our time that we spend researching and contacting people all worth it. Um, And we hope you get something out of it, whether it's just a greater understanding of the world, a better, an understanding of identity, or you learn from the mistakes of the past. Uh, We hope that, or you have a better understanding of current events. We hope that you have learned and grow as a person, and we hope to see you next time, March 15th. Dr. Blair, we're so excited. Woo! We will see you then. Yes. Thanks yay. so much for turning tuning in to our first episode. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, everybody.
1: You've been listening to It's All History to Me, the show dedicated to exploring the people, places, and ideas of our past. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 7 a.m. for more. But for now, keep it here on Weagle 91.1. See you next time.